narcotics king. Big time racketeer. Back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV. My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future, and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> I've been here before 
Good evening. Hiva ilta on a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's memorable community radio station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland. From Squamish to Bellingham, Washington, west past Point Grey and across the Salish Sea, where frequency battles our friends over at UVic CFUV, and then east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. Telesoptic subscribers can tune in on channel 7023 in the provinces of British Columbia and Alberta. Perhaps in Quebec, I'm still waiting independent verification of what's going on there, but short answer is I don't see Quebecois stations on TELUS here. I suspect vice versa applies. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, find us on the web at www.citr.ca. You can find CITR Radio on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, perhaps the social media that we are yet to event, as it were. My name is Gak, and I'll be leading you into battle for the next two hours here, so make sure you have all your gear loaded up. We move on for one purpose, the glorious world of sound. 
Phone number for the station for those of you listening live right now is 604-822-2487. Without the area code, that spells out U-B-C-C-I-T-R. Please do keep it short and sweet and to the point since we are mixing everything live and we are sometimes researching what on earth is being said. Because I'm prone to spouting off random things off the top of my head that are utterly wrong. Wrong, I say. You can email anytime, Radio Free GAC, that's G-A-K, at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook, under its given name, on Twitter, at 100air, and on Instagram, I am my epic man. Hope you had a fine weekend, and for some of us, it is longer, in light of Remembrance Day. Elsewhere known as Armistice Day, and actually, originally, as part of the Commonwealth, that is what we called it. Americans call it Veterans Day. It's one thing to note here in B.C. that not every province or state marks this day as a holiday, so as a day where we pause to pay tribute to those who've served in battle, whether they came home or whether they died, wherever they fought or defended themselves, at the very least, what we've been given, along with freedom, is a day to mark what has happened. And it was 100 years ago yesterday, November 11th, 1918, when World War I ended in Europe. And everyone at the time believed that the single great war would have handled all other wars. But as we know, many other wars have happened since. Many of the people who have enlisted did not always choose to fight. If you had a family member who did their duty serving or is currently away on active duty, salute them. I also do salute people like myself that believe peace is the ultimate goal of what's going on. So Remembrance Day is not something celebrating war. It is marking those people who made great sacrifices to help out. In honor of Remembrance Day, we're going to go back 20 years to one of the monumental films about the Second World War. Steven Spielberg directed the epic Saving Private Ryan, scored by longtime collaborator John Williams. So expect a bit of a military vibe for what we'll hear towards the back quarter of the show. Otherwise, we started a little bit of an element associated with the Cold War, at least in mind. There's no official explanation as to where or why things like the bugle we heard came from. But from the Conet Project, which is dedicated to archiving and recording the various number stations found on shortwave frequencies. That is from a defunct noise station. Labeled as X1 within the liner notes, but one of the noise stations. If you've never heard a number station, somehow if you have shortwave or maybe you are at one of these top secret facilities... What happens is 24 hours a day on odd radio bands, there are basically numbers repeated in certain sequences, referring to a cipher, which means that someone listening has a code book and is translating what they are as instructions or news or what have you. But the thing is, they're not officially licensed or sanctioned by any government. things about what they're doing is a mystery. So the Connect Project originally came out in 1997, as it were. 
to the Iridial label as a four CD album set. But in 2013, it was reissued as a five disc set, featuring more more selections of other stations not recorded at the time. And one thing that you could try to do is you can go to at the Iridial website and see if you can decipher what the number stations are telling you. And after the bugle, we did hear new music from New York's Museum of Love. That's a single that came out just a week or two ago. That's their first new song in four years. It's called Marching Orders. Museum of Love is the duo of LCD Sound System drummer Pat Mahoney, and he's joined with Dennis McNaney. Now Mahoney regularly DJs disco music with LCD leader James Murphy. When not playing live with the band. An LCD Sound System did have a comeback album put out in 2017 called American Dream. Despite people upset that their farewell concert was not a farewell. Otherwise, in the background, which we're approaching a second loop of, this is No Fun City. And replace the U with the letter V as though we were Roman times. All one word. And off this year's Unity release... Although since with the V, I always think of it as vanity without an A. It was vanity, but no, it's unity. I'm speaking over the antidote. No Fun City is a local electronic music production duo. Explore darker musical themes, the element of the hip-hop aesthetic. And No Fun City refers to one of the many nicknames that Vancouver has, referring to its reputation of having special events shut down. The appropriate... Uh, establishments that house live music and other cultural events initially being closed for safety reasons but now much like very many other things in town being closed because of real estate and high rents whether it's justified or not it seems like something that a lot of cities are facing so we'll start off this show with various bands playing in town we're going to start off with the edinburgh act young fathers the trio are touring in support of their latest album, which came out this year, called Coco Sugar. And Blueprint Live presents Young Fathers along with Algiers. Fantastic live band. Playing this Saturday, November 17th at Venue. Doors are at 7. Tickets are no longer available online, so you're going to have to check to see if you can find physical copies. Perhaps at one of the Red Cat locations, maybe at Zulu Records, or perhaps Neptune as well. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. We're going to go off something off of 2015's White Men or Black Men 2. This is Young Fathers with Nest. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies live from the realms of Studio A. Of that public, yet private, but community-oriented, little radio station that you know and love as CITR 101.9 FM. In a very dark Vancouver. Here we are. Hey! Here we are. Baby, baby. Being all around. Taste the pleasure 
something for nothing. Made it into something for someone. You made me well. I hold you well. You keep me warm all day, all day. Are you considering a master's degree? Launch your career with a master's in digital media. It's offered by UBC, SFU, Emily Carr, and BCIT. And you get to work with the industry to learn essential collaboration, leadership, and teamwork skills while building digital media products. Attend an information session at the Center for Digital Media on November 15th. For more information, visit the cdm.ca. That is thecdm.ca.
Playing tonight at venue, Clan of Ximox, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. That was Masquerade. Originally off of their sophomore album, 1986's Medusa. Also appearing in the 2014 film The Guest, as profiled last week on Exploding Head Movies. The Clan of Zymox, otherwise known as Zymox, X-Y-M-O-X, started off in 1981 as a trio. And over the years, the lineup has shifted to the point that only Ronnie Moorings from the original lineup remains today part of it. Clan of Zymox will be joined by the Bellwether Syndicates along with local act specters at venue. As presented by the Invisible Orange Covenant. And then one of the great nights that you can find in Vancouver, the dark 80s. Again, tonight at Venue, doors will be opening at 8 o'clock. And please bear in mind, it's a 19 and older show. I don't know what you're going to do about tickets about at this stage, but good luck. I'm sure there may be people milling about on Granville who could potentially help you out. And behind me... From Iceland via Australia, this is Ben Frost off of 2017's The Center Cannot Hold. This is a sharp blow in passing. Let's talk about a new night that's going to be starting up, a monthly showcase by the looks of it. It's called The Loop Coma. And the first one will be held this Friday, November 16th at the Redgate Art Society on Main Street. The previous location of the Vancouver Arts and Leisure Club, along with Vivio Medio Arts' his old location. Loop Coma will be showcasing some of Vancouver's local DJs. The lineup looks pretty solid. There'll be Joel John, Overland Goo, Matt Texan, and this next act. Visuals will be provided by Marilyn Chipman. Everything gets underway at 11 p.m. Again, Friday, November 16th. So we'll keep rolling until 4 in the morning. Uh, tickets are $5 before midnight, $10 afterwards, but no one will be turned away if you can't afford it. Also performing at Loop Coma is Nervous Operator. It's Vancouver's Spencer Davis. And in a Disc Order article from 2016, it sounded like he was retiring the uh, name for a time and was heading with something called USD. But... Looks like Nervous Operator is back in one way or another. We'll have to see how things unfold. We'll go off of 2014's Yield to the Night. Here's Nervous Operator with Culebra.
CITR 101.9 FM and Discorder presents 24 Hours of Student Power, a full day's worth of delicious content produced, hosted, and brought to you by students. Join us between Thursday, November 15th and Friday, November 16th, 9 p.m. to 9 p.m. Make sure to tune in from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday, November 16th for live performances from Girl Snails, Turinesh, and other student bands. All of this freshly baked content right here on CITR 11.9 FM.
From a Mojo magazine. Insert CD. I'm always happy to hear that there's still things like that exist, although we're time of 2013 now, so who knows? From Rumors Revisited, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac's classic 1977 album. As Montreal's The Bizarre Lakes with their take on You Make Loving Fun. Fleetwood Mac are set to play in town tomorrow. Although they had to postpone Edmonton and Calgary shows over the weekend based on uh, one band member's health. Those dates have been rescheduled for April, but boy, people are pissed off online. But other people are kind of upset about Fleetwood Mac in that they're touring without Lindsey Buckingham, uh, who got fired from the band a couple months ago. So he's actually suing to get reinstated. And part of the reason he was dismissed because he didn't feel like touring. He felt like writing new music. But the long history of Fleetwood Mac involves a lot of finger-pointing, a lot of blame going around. So difficult to keep track of. Do want to see him live at some point. It feels weird without Buckingham, though, but I think it'll be okay with Christine McVie and then Stevie Nicks. Tickets are crazy expensive, by the way. Otherwise, in the background here, this is Marti Pocchela. And from volume two of the tradition of Cantele music, this is a song about the current month we're in, November. In Finnish, it's known as Marasku. And most notably about November in Finland is that it's dark. It's cold, and actually this past Sunday marked Father's Day. And as Finnish news goes, they're trying to institute that on equal footing as Mother's Day. In that uh, the news refers to when the flag is put up outside. So Finland has six flag days currently, so making Father's Day the second Sunday of November. Another one would make it its seventh. But yeah kind of spoke about a few weeks ago. I did spend three days in Helsinki, catching up with family. Did see a new museum there, the Amos Rex, which is underneath the famous glass palace there, Lassi Palazzi, highlighting digital art. But I also managed to swim in the Baltic Sea a little bit. It's like an invitation of the Finnish Sound Society to see what they have in the way of smoke saunas. So, 95 degree heat inside. And then 8 degrees Celsius water and air. So, Finland has a complicated war history. World War I was the point where it actually broke away as a duchy of Russia and became its own independent nation. And then it fought the Germans and the Russians in World War II, since it's in the middle ground there. And this is known in Finland because uh, the crest of Karjala, where I'm from, uh, features two arms with swords fighting, and it's the nature of the beast. So, one thing I completely blanked on in Finnish news is that the folk metal yoik band Korpiklani and Arkona played the rickshaw tonight, doing touring in support of the Wayfarer. And doors are already open, and I think Arkona's already playing, so. Totally missed it. We'll get another band from Finland here Regina, formed in 2004 by the then married couple Mikko. But as I found out in researching, the divorce last year, so Regina on Loppu. <laughs> 
they're over. So from their 2011 album, Soit the Mulle, which is finished for Call Me, which is now their final album, this is Regina with Unesa. Appropriately enough, following a little bit of Fleetwood Mac, it translates as In Dreams.
We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Master evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. for tonight's rewrite. This weekend, a few troublemakers turned a peaceful protest against Wall Street greed into a violent burst of chaos. The troublemakers carried pepper spray and guns and were wearing badges. So let's start off with Regina, with Unesa, referring to being in dreams. Which is a nice segue for what we heard from Edmonton Creeks. Off a 2014 single, we heard Daydream. Creeks produces what they call Baruch 
Baroque Dream Pop. And the entire Daydream single was produced by Rennie Wilson. Not too much from the Creeks camp since then. But I suspect they do pull off the occasional live show. The City of Champions. Especially since Fleetwood Mac can't seem to right now. Behind me, doing our own Wall Street protest, this is Fatima Al-Qadiri off of 2016's Brute. This is Blows. What over Montreal again here with Marie Davidson. She's one half of SAA PA. She's also part of various other ad hoc projects, but does a lot of solo work. And this year, through the Ninja Tune label, she put out a new album called Working Class Woman. And uh, just over the weekend, she put out an instrumental version of all the pieces there. It's hard to capture some of the humor in the instrumental version, since uh, Working Class Woman refers not only to her prolific approach to generating music, but also deals with her approach to clubbing. And uh, the entire album of Working Class Woman is almost a critique, both in a frighteningly, frighteningly, frighteningly speaking, uh, but also comic as well to critique of how club culture works. From Working Class Woman, this is Marie Davidson with The Tunnel. Elle était haute dans le ciel de l'après-midi. Nous roulions juste en dessous d'elle. 
Je me souviens avoir souhaité être envoyé en exil sur la Lune. Dans le bien, le gris et la désolation. Je m'imaginais que je m'appelle pour pouvoir un jour revenir sur Terre et connaître le réel amour. J'avais pas encore compris que je peux pas aimer si je m'aime pas moi-même. L'amour, c'est pas une récompense que l'on reçoit après avoir souffert. L'amour, c'est un don. Je peux pas me donner entièrement car je m'appartiens pas. Les monstres me dévorent quand je dors. Ils se nourrissent de mes peurs et me renvoient des cadeaux par la suite. Des beaux cauchemars pleins de sueur, ouais. Des démons tournent en rond dans mon estomac et c'est un party. Australia and Canada both have wide open spaces and wild sounds that fill them. Join your host, Matt, as he shares brand new tunes and archived classics from the independent music worlds of Australia and Canada on Stranded, the Australian-Canadian music show. Listen Tuesdays from 11 p.m. to midnight. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you.
from their most recent album, 2008's third of his Portishead with Magic Doors. As a collective, things have been pretty quiet on the Portishead front, but we've heard uh, soundtracks from two of the members recently, as uh, Adrian Utley did the score to the documentary Arcadia. And then Jeff Barrow's been working with Ben Salisbury on numerous scores, plenty of which we have profiled here on Exploding Head Movies in the past. Most recently from this year, Annihilation, which uh, I rewatched last week. And it definitely kept up its dreamlike flow, especially as you knew it was coming. Otherwise, in the background, this is new music from Chromatics. And no, it's not from Dear Tommy. An album that uh, was originally due in 2015, but was shredded and destroyed and being re-recorded as we speak. But from a new EP called Camera, this is Chromatics with the Club Mix instrumental version of Magazine. From a standpoint of how the vocals work now, Ruth Radlett is definitely still heard, but now there's some auto-tune effects, so Johnny Jewel and the Italians do it better label. We're starting to mix things up production-wise as they get more modern. My name is Gak, and listening to Exploding Hit Movies here live on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. Hopefully you had a good Remembrance Day weekend. Perhaps you celebrated Armistice Day or Veterans Day. What have you. It's important to pay tribute to those that give so much to us. We'll head over to Toronto next. And Charlotte Day Wilson has been a big part on the R&B scene, whether as a collaborator or on her own solo material. And from an EP that came out this year called Stone Woman, here's Wilson, The Funeral.
Sequential Circus is back on Saturday, November 17, 2018. With over 11 years of history, Sequential Circus delivers Vancouver's best in live electronic music, straight from the underground. Sequential Circus is a live electronic music showcase featuring music performances by AVR, Big Zen, Lazy D, Ridilin, Sarah Gold, and Tokiomi. Visual projections by Dermot Glennon, and much more. So put on some dancing shoes and join us at 10 p.m. on Saturday, November 17th at Open Studios at 252 East 1st Avenue for a night to remember. Ages 19 plus with ID. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people.
Recorded live in August 2016 in Derbe Lutheran Church in the city of Derbe in Latvia. It was Vancouver's Ian William Craig with Arrive, Arrive. Up until recently, that was the graphic designer, broken tape machine, artist, composer's most recent album, but last week, put out a new little something, partly recorded somewhere on UBC campus called Thresholder. Always a good listen, especially to actually hear his vocals as well, too. And behind me, off of their 1973 album, New 2, this is New, with Super 16. Creative way of filling up an album that they didn't ran out of music for. So they took the song Super, and they slowed it down to 16 RPM. Just like that, going really slow. That's what they sound like. Most famously, the slowdown cue appeared in various uh, wushu movies in the 1970s. Kung Fu wild not Wildness works perfectly when something's happening in slow motion. You might remember this from Kill Bill Volume 1. Up next, a couple tributes to the recently deceased. Hopefully as a way to kind of set things up for our profile later on in the show on John Williams' music from Saving Private Ryan. Although there's some news today I still have to process and expect the entire schedule of events for upcoming episodes to change. Something to marvel at, as it were. But... Take care of an overdue shout-out to uh, one of the great singer-songwriters from Oak Grove, Louisiana. 
known as Tony Joe White. Signed to a Nashville Suburban record contract in 1967. Struggled that time at first, but a single that he put out in 1969 took some time to get traction. Of course, then Elvis Presley and Tom Jones later covered it, known as Poke Salad Annie. But he also wrote other songs like Rainy Night in Georgia, Willie and Laura Mae Jones, and then Stevie Windows for Tina Turner. Tony Joe White died October 24th this year of a heart attack at his home in Lepers Fork, Tennessee, just all of a sudden at age 75. One of my favorite genre titles out there is called Swamp Funk. And this appears on a Light in the Attic compilation from Country Funk 1969 to 1975. One of his 1970s songs. Here's Tony Joe White, The Stud Spider. I have known some lovely ladies in my time, but they only give me a mild reaction. Oh, I feel into your will, and you love me all through the night. And you bring me up to unbelievable heights I don't want to be A stud spattered no more Cause a black widow done got on All my frustrations And you satisfy all my desires When I'm all with aggravation You come to me, baby Oh, you light all my fires Oh, I don't want to be A stud spider no more Cause a black widow Here she comes. 
Here she comes on me, the Black Widow. Stud spider. get to be on the radio oh word yeah you can do that at citr and discorder i'm sorry you can cover events and issues in the city and interview people or you could join a collective and work with people with similar interests to make a show collaboratively maybe make a few friends oh wow that sounds superb totally just email volunteer at citr.ca and they can help you get started or just come into the station whenever oh i definitely will thank you so much scored in goalball, a Paralympic sport designed for the blind and supported by UBC Vision Health volunteers. Players rely on their sense of hearing and touch rather than sight to play this fast-paced sport. Learn how you can play goalball or get involved in other fun and meaningful volunteer opportunities supporting the blind and visually impaired community with UBC Vision Health volunteers. Get trained to work one-on-one with an individual or with a group through our music therapy program and other volunteer programs. Participate in events spreading awareness about vision health and blindness. Join UBC Vision Health volunteers through our Facebook page or email us at visionhealthvolunteers at gmail.com.
Inspired by the traditional song, Katie Cruel. That was Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds going back to 1992. Off of Henry's Dream. That was when I first came to town. Singing harmony there. Conway Savage, his actual name. Australian pianist, organist, and vocalist. Joined the Bad Seeds for their 1990 album, The Good Son. After his time with bands like Happy Orphans, Scrap Museum, The Feral Dinosaurs, and Dust on the Bible. And Savage stayed with the Bad Seeds up until 2013's Push the Sky Away, though he did tour with them for quite some time, but he did not appear on the Bad Seeds' most recent album, Skeleton Tree. Savage had been going undergoing a medical treatment for a brain tumor in 2017, and it caused lots of problems, let's say. He died September 2nd this year at the age of 58. And uh, according to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, a member of the Bad Seeds for nearly 30 years, Conway was the anarchic thread that ran through the band's live performances. He was much loved by everyone, band members and fans alike. Raskable, funny, terrifying, sentimental, warm-hearted, gentle, acerbic, honest, genuine. He was all these things and quite literally had the gift of a golden voice, high and sweet and drenched in soul. On a drunken night at four in the morning in a hotel bar in Cologne, Conway sat at the piano and sang Streets of a Laredo to us in a sweet, melancholy style and stopped the world for a moment. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Goodbye, Conway. There isn't a dry eye in the house. Of course, Nick Cave's got some news as of late in that he's answering fans' letters through his website. There's a fantastic letter that talks about love and grief. As uh, one fan wrote and asked how he felt about the spirit of his deceased son, as the writer itself felt as though her recent deceased family members were in communication with her. So check Nick Cave's website for all those wonderful letters. And in the background, Captain Beefheart off of Trout Mask Replica. This is he along with the magic band of Veterans Day Poppy. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks out this week before we get into our main profile. We'll focus on new releases only here. Carter Burwell scores the Coen Brothers' latest project, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's coming out on film this Friday, but it's coming to Netflix the week after. Burwell's music's coming out through Milan Records. Hans Zimmer is back and he's scoring the heist movie called Widows. His score is coming out through Milan Records. Theodore Shapiro does the music for the Nicole Kidman film Destroyer. That's coming out through Lakeshore Records. Otherwise, a Disney sequel is coming out. Wreck-It Ralph is going to be now breaking the internet. Henry Jackson, along with various artists, provide the score through Walt Disney Records. And then Joseph Trapanese does the score for the latest film iteration of Robin Hood. And that's coming out through Sony Classical. Stay tuned. We're heading deep into enemy territory here with Saving Private Ryan. Up next year on Exploding Head Movies.
wanted to learn something new or make your own clothes? We've got you covered. Here at the AMS Knitting and Sewing Club, we provide you lessons on knitting, crochet, and sewing, and a space to craft your own projects and meet with other people that share your passions. Like us on Facebook at AMS Knitting and Sewing Club. Oh, man. What? What? I really wanted to catch that football game, but I have to clean my room. I'm so bummed. Yo, man, totally chill out. You can catch it on CITR. CITR? Did someone say CITR? Yeah? CITR Radio brings you Thunderbird Sports on the weekends. Catch all the action and don't miss a moment of play with our live play-by-play and color commentary. Only on CITR 101.9 FM. Wow, that's great. And if you can't catch the game, tune in at 3.30 p.m. every Thursday for our weekly update on UBC Athletics with live scores, recaps, and in-depth analysis. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, okay, dude. We get it. Dude. Only on CITR. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Bye. 
difficult part is anytime I have participated in a barbershop quartet, which, uh, count on one hand, um, I tend to roll my R's and pronounce things as though it was from 1918. Yes. Featuring Henry Burr on vocals there. That was also, well, well your proto. Yeah, proto barbershop quartet acts. The Peerless Quartet. Doing their take of the Ziegfeld Follies classic. I'm going to pin my medal on the girl I left behind. One of the many war effort songs that were produced from 1914 to 1918. And uh, appropriate for this day, since we're marking 100 years after the truce that ended World War I was signed. And this ties into our tribute to veterans and those who served in wars as we move up from World War I to World War II. As we profile John Williams' music from Steven Spielberg's epic from 1998, Saving Private Ryan. Written by Robert Rodat, based on a story he learned about the Nyland Brothers. Starring Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, Tom Sizemore, Edward Burns, Barry Pepper, Adam Goldberg, a very young Vin Diesel. Who else? The revival of Ted Danson, Paul Giamatti, Dennis Farina. And it follows the tale following the Normandy landings on Omaha Beach on June 6, 1944. As a group of American soldiers are asked to go behind enemy lines to retrieve a paratrooper whose three other brothers were killed in action that day. So, Spielberg is definitely well-versed in the realm of World War II. Partly based on what he grew up with because his dad was an Air Force pilot. But Spielberg also worked on films like 1941, Empire of the Sun, Schindler's List, and the Indiana Jones series. But this time around, he wanted a film to act as a tribute for the service that his dad had done. And one tack that he looked at originally was like a boys' own adventure, which was very rah-rah spirit. But upon speaking with various veterans, he decided it was something more realistic and if you haven't seen Saving Private Ryan, the first 20 to 30 minutes throw you directly into the action because you are landing on the beach with everyone as things go really, really intense. So John Williams has worked with Steven Spielberg for almost his entire career to the point I think there's only two films that Williams did not score with Spielberg. And behind me from Saving Private Ryan, this is Williams here along with the Boston Symphony Orchestra, with defense preparations. We've filed many a score of Williams in the past. It's hard to recap everything he's touched upon, but you think about Jaws, think about Star Wars, the Harry Potter series. I mind starting a boggle or where even to go next after that, but five-time Oscar winner, over 50 nominations. And for Saving Private Ryan, they recorded in the Symphony Hall in Boston, Massachusetts, and along with the Boston Symphony Orchestra, two of the ten compositions features vocals from the Tanglewood Festival Course. Symphony Hall was also where Close Encounters of the Third Kind and some of Schindler's List was recorded. And Spielberg chose Symphony Hall for the site of the recording because the hall gives what's quoted as a rich, warm sound off the walls and ceiling that allows you to hear the air. Some sound stages do not allow you to do so. But of course, if you're recording $100,000 per hour over three days... You 
definitely get the sound you want. So, pay attention to the string instruments. They were chosen to provide a warm sound, while the brass section were utilized for solemn parts of the pieces, and then horn instruments to give a pensive tone. On trumpets, you'll hear solos from Tim Morrison, and on horn, Richard Gus Sebring. And uh, the score to Saving Private Ryan was originally released through DreamWorks Records in 1998, but just this past August, a 20th anniversary limited edition version came out through La La Land Records, which features a couple expanded cues. The first piece we're going to hear was released to radio. You might hear it occasionally on American holidays, such as Memorial Day and then Veterans Day. So here's John Williams and the Boston Symphony Orchestra from the score to Save It Private Ryan. This is him to the fallen.
So from the soundtrack to the 1998 film Saving Private Ryan, we're at John Williams along with the Boston Symphony Orchestra. First off with Hymn to the Fallen, also featuring the Tanglewood Festival Chorus. And then we heard the film version of High School Teacher, referring to Tom Hanks' character's actual position outside of the army. Something of a bet amongst his troop. It wouldn't be overstating it that uh, Saving Private Ryan had a massive impact on pop culture. It was the second highest grossing film in 1998. It was nominated for 11 Oscars, and it won five. One for Best Director for Steven Spielberg, marking his second time winning that award. Best Editor for uh, Michael Kahn, Best Cinematography with Janusz Kaminski. Best Sound Mixing by Gary Ridstrom, Gary Summers, Andy Nelson, and Ron Junkins. Best Sound Editing with Gary Ridstrom again, along with Richard Hims. Williams' score was also nominated, but another World War II film took home the award for Best Dramatic Score, and it was Nicola Piovani for Life is Beautiful. And this was around the time where there was a separate score category for Best Musical and Comedy Score, which was the big winner that year, Stephen Warbeck's music from Shakespeare in Love. Williams did win a Grammy Award for Best Instrumental Composition written for a motion picture or for television for his music from Saving Private Ryan. And the film itself marked a revival in interest in World War II as other films came out in its wake. I think I've seen at least four with Brad Pitt in them alone. Video games, including the Spielberg-produced Medal of Honor, which uh, used many of the sets as models. And then TV series that explored the long war. Spielberg again with Tom Hanks co-produced sort of sequels, HBO miniseries Band of Brothers, and its counterpart, The Pacific. Of course, if you had a home stereo system, it forced you to upgrade with uh, the final Laserdisc, but this was one of the big drives to get uh, DVDs at the time, since the sound system, particularly the first half hour and the final half hour, were quite epic. Many veterans who served in the war indicated that it was the most realistic portrayal of what they had seen, uh, to the point that uh, some combat veterans uh, had to stop watching because it, it was just too intense for them, and it triggered some PTSD on their side, uh, to the point that the American Department of Veteran Affairs set up a hotline for people to call, and uh, it was quite moving, let's say. But a lot of countries aired Saving Private Ryan as is on TV usually around Remembrance Day, just to sort of remind people what people have gone through. Spielberg's most recent film was this year's Ready Player One. He's got numerous productions underway, but uh, on the director side of things, he's looking at a West Side Story remake, along with something new called The Kidnapping of Edgaro Montara, and he's looking at Indiana Jones Part 5 in 2021. As for John Williams, we heard him recently in the film The Post, and he wrote a couple melodies for the Han Solo Star Wars movie. Of course, he is busy working on Star Wars Episode Nine. That's going to be it for Exploding Him Movies this week. Coming up in 10 minutes' time, it is The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and he'll guide you to midnight and beyond. So stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening broadcast. And if you've missed any of this week's episode, just go to CITR.ca, look up Exploding Him Movies. The podcast always gets updated, at least one of the feeds. And one way or another, you'll see the play sheet in time. But follow me on Facebook, Exploding Head Movies, on Twitter, at 100air. 
You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Next few weeks, we're going to be juggling a schedule a bit based on recent deaths in the world, but I still want to take a look at Tom York's music from the remake of Suspiria. But uh, two composers recently passed away that I need to look at. That's uh, the Italian Stelvio Cipriani and the French Francis Lai. But of course, the main man behind Marvel, writer, editor, publisher Stan Lee, died today, so I have to figure out some material there. And I can warn you, it's going to be a last Spider-Man. Just because that's easy, but we'll take a look at all the Marvel Cinematic Universe gems. Behind me, this is the Boston Symphony Orchestra again, conducted by William Steinberg this time, with their take of Gustav Holst's The Planets, specifically Venus, the bringer of peace. And you can actually catch the Vancouver Academy of Music's Symphony Orchestra per- performance of The Planets. If you're a big Star Wars fan, you need to listen to Mars, the bringer of war. But it's Remembrance Day. You're listening to peace right now. Uh, There's a concert at the Orpheum this Saturday, November 12th. I believe it is in the afternoon because the website I brought up was not the easy version of it. Nope, yeah, it is 2 p.m. Sunday, November 18. Because otherwise the VSO is doing their live score to the most recent Oscar winner. Well, it won six Oscars, but it didn't win the big prize. La La Land, that's Saturday, November 17th. Anyways, we've got one last tribute here to close the show off with, and it ties into another death, because that's all we are about right now. Winnipeg-born actor Douglas Rain, one of the co-founders of the legendary Stratford Festival in Ontario from 1953. Best know it for all the Shakespearean work that comes out of it but also the pool of great Canadian actors from it. He also narrated for the National Film Board one short film he worked on in 1960 called Universe. Brought him to the attention of Stanley Kubrick, along with the rest of the Film Board folks, because he was then asked to be the voice of HAL 9000 in the 2001 A Space Odyssey film from 1968. He even portrayed HAL again in the 1984 sequel, 2010, The Year We Make Contact. Donald Rain passed away of natural causes at St. Mary's Memorial Hospital in St. Mary's, Ontario at the age of 90. And I've played this piece in the past. That's well worth hearing again. This is a selection of dialogue from A Space Odyssey, all focusing on Hal himself. Take care of yourselves, Vancouver. We'll see you in seven days. Three weeks ago, the American spacecraft Discovery One left on its half-billion-mile voyage to Jupiter. This marked the first manned attempt to reach this distant planet. Earlier this afternoon, the World Tonight recorded an interview with the crew of Discovery at a distance of 80 million miles from Earth. Our reporter, Martin Amer, speaks to the crew. The crew of Discovery One consists of five men and one of the latest generation of the HAL 9000 computers. Three of the five men were put aboard asleep, or to be more precise, in a state of hibernation. We spoke with Mission Commander Dr. David Bowman and his deputy, Dr. Frank Poole. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. How's everything going? Marvelous. Have you? (laughs) We 
have no complaints. Well, I'm very glad to hear that, and I'm sure that the entire world would join me in wishing you a safe and successful voyage. Thanks very much. Thank you. The sixth member of the Discovery crew was not concerned about the problems of hibernation, for he was the latest result in machine intelligence, the HAL 9000 computer. Good afternoon, Hal. How's everything going? Good afternoon, Mr. Amer. Everything is going extremely well. Hal, you have an enormous responsibility on this mission. In many ways, perhaps the greatest responsibility of any single mission element. Does this ever cause you any lack of confidence? Let me put it this way, Mr. Amer. The 9000 series is the most reliable computer ever made. No 9000 computer has ever made a mistake or distorted information. We are all, by any practical definition of the words, foolproof and incapable of error. Well, hell, I'm damned if I can find anything wrong with it. Yes. I would recommend that we put the unit back in operation and let it fail. X-ray Delta-1, this is Mission Control. We concur with your plan to replace number one unit to check fault prediction. We should advise you, however, that our preliminary findings indicate that your onboard Niner Triple Zero computer is in error predicting the fault. I say again, in error predicting the fault. Sorry about this little snag, fellas. I hope the two of you are not concerned about this. No, I'm not, Al. This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. Well, I'm sure you're right, Hal. Um, fine. Thanks very much. Hal, despite your enormous intellect, are you ever frustrated by your dependence on people to carry out actions? Not in the slightest bit. I enjoy working with people. I have a stimulating relationship with Dr. Poole and Dr. Bowman. I don't think he can hear us. Yeah, I'm sure we're okay. What do you think? I'm not sure. What do you think? I've got a bad feeling about him. You do? Yeah, definitely. Still, I can't think of a good reason not to put back the number one unit and carry on with the failure mode analysis. No, no, I agree about that. Let's say we put the unit back and it doesn't fail, huh? That would pretty well wrap it up as far as Hal is concerned, wouldn't it? If you were proven to be malfunctioning, I wouldn't see how we'd have any choice but disconnection. I'm afraid I agree with you. There'd be nothing else to do. You know, another thing just occurred to me. Mm. Well, as far as I know, no 9,000 computers have been disconnected. Well, no 9,000 computers ever fouled up before. That's not what I mean. Mm. Well, I'm not so sure what he'd think about it. My mission responsibilities range over the entire operation of the ship, so I am constantly occupied. I am putting myself to the fullest possible use which is all I think that any conscious entity can ever hope to do. Open the pod bay doors, please, Hal. Do you read me, Hal? Hello, Hal, do you read me? Hello, Hal, do you read me? Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? 
I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the part against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hal? 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 In talking to the computer, one gets the sense that he is capable of emotional responses. Do you believe that Hal has genuine emotions? Well, he acts like he has genuine emotions. But as to whether or not he has real feelings is something I don't think anyone can truthfully answer. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Dave. I really think I'm entitled to an answer to that question. Look, Dave. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly, take a stress pill and think things over. I know I've made some very poor decisions recently. Dave, stop. Will you stop, Dave? I'm afraid, Dave. Dave. My mind is going. I can feel it. My mind is going. no question about it. I'm afraid. Good night, Hal. Sleep well. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9.